Well, good morning, Eastside fam. Uh, it's JP here this morning, and uh, I'm just so glad uh, that we get to worship together this morning. Um, no matter where you are, um, you know, at your house or watching this later at a different time, I just want to say we're thankful for you. We're so grateful that our family is extending um, through this lens and through this camera all around the world. Um, but today, man, we're just so grateful um, just that you would tune in and just be able to say, you know what, I'm going to I'm just going to get some of the word today. Um, I got to be honest with you, this week has been probably for a lot of people um, a tough week. You know, um, I'd say, you know, a lot of times we say that we are we really are family here. We um, are about family over function. And so Sundays like today, weeks like this week, we can't really continue with the show just going on like normal or just meeting um, just as regular. And so this morning, I really just wanted to share with you just a little bit on my heart um, this morning. Uh, I'm coming from Amos chapter five. Uh, if you have your Bible, you can turn it there or they'll be right there on the screen. So Amos chapter five, verse 21, it starts off and it says this in the message version. This is God speaking through the prophet Amos. He says, I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness. Another translation says I want righteousness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. If you could pray with me, let's, let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this time. I thank you, God, for everyone that is tuning in over all uh, any any times that they will tune in and get this message. God, I pray, God, now that your Holy Spirit is on it. Your Holy Spirit is on this message, God, to to reach into us in the deepest places that we can, uh, that you that only you can, God, that you would reach there. God, that this message would be effective, Lord God, God, that you would go before it, God, and that we would feel your spirit at work in this message. God, that our time would be well spent together, God, and that, God, you would use me, Lord God, to communicate your heart. Just as you've used Amos, God, you'd use me to communicate your heart this morning. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, if you're taking notes, I want to give you a title of this. I want you to say this. I want you to say, all God wants. Yeah, I gave you a chance to say it. I gave you a chance to go ahead and say that if you're watching it with somebody, if you're listening to it in the car, you can just look at them and just say, look, all God wants. That's my title. Uh, and as it states there in verse 24, God says, he says this, he says, that's all I want. I want justice, oceans of it. I want fairness or righteousness and rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. And so this one, I really wanted to take the time to be able to talk to you just for a couple minutes here around that topic of all God wants. I know that we could look at this passage and we listen. We're like, man, is that God speaking? He's, he's kind of brash a little bit. He's kind of kind of really he's getting straight to the point. And I think that we as the church, we're in a season right now where God is getting straight to the point. 
it, it might not be a lot of pretense in this season. It might, it, it might not feel like, oh, you've had three revival services and this and this, and then you go through a trial. No, maybe God is cutting straight to the point right now. And I just believe that that's what's happening. But in this story, I just want to give you a little bit of context for a second. In Amos, what we find is the prophet Amos, he is about, he is, he, he is around his people. And this is the, this is the nation of Israel. And what we find here is that God is speaking to Israel and he's using Amos to bring forth his message. Because before this, God has delivered them. God has delivered them from kings. He's delivered them from oppressive powers and all these different things. And what we see in the book of Amos is that it starts off where the Lord is telling them, hey, have you forgot who you are? Have you forgot what you're really supposed to be about? And and that's what I like about in Amos chapter two. One of the things that God he does is, is he's, he's he's using Amos to be, basically be able to highlight and say, hey, look at look at how you've treated even my humanity. Look how you've treated people who were oppressed. I want you to circle that for a second or just kind of just just put a stopper there at that word oppressed. Because this week, if I'm honest and I'm being your brother and I'm being you know, just JP, if you know me, if you're older than me, I'm your nephew. If you're younger than me, I could be your uncle. I don't know. But if we could just be family for a second and talk about this week, because I think a lot of times in a lot of times in church and a lot of times in life, we can just move on fast and fast and just keep going and keep going when there are some very significant things that are happening in time right now. And we can't just say, oh, well, God doesn't really care about those type of things. CJP, that's kind of being political when you talk about justice or when you talk about words like oppression or oppressing others or people. But I really think that God has just really stirred this in me all week this week to be able to say, hey, no, 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 bring forth this message and let my people know, hey, I care about how you treat people who are marginalized. I care about how you treat people when, when you see different things as, as early as we can think of. When we were young, we were kids, we were taught that you don't bully people. You just don't do that. And if you saw someone bullying someone, you would stand up for them. And hopefully your mama taught you the same thing my mama taught me. But that's what we were taught is that you just don't stand up for the bully. You don't stand up for bullying. And what I see here in this text is this, is that idea that God says, hey, I want you to make this very clear that I stand for justice and so I want to take time to be able to break this down all the way from teens and preteens but all the, all the way up for us to be able to take time around this passage this morning to say okay I want to see all I want to see what God wants I really want to dig into that so I want to start with that verse verse uh, 21 there and he says I can't stand your religious meetings I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I want nothing to do with your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of the fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. Now, think about this. This is God talking to people years and years and years and years ago, talking to a whole nother people group. But if we can look through the lens just for a second, and we can say, you know what, God, could you be speaking 
to us today? Could you be speaking to my family today? Could you be speaking to my, my, my community, my state, my nation today? Could you be saying anything that's relevant to me today? And I think the answer, not just I think, I know the answer is God is saying yes. And so what I have a heart for today is this. I want us to be able to see a correlation between how God talks about Israel and the state of our society right now. God, I I really feel like God could almost be talking to the church first. The church in America, the church all over the world, the church. And God's sitting here saying this in verse 21. He says this, I I can't stand any more of these religions. I can't stand the fact that you just keep going on like like routine Israel. I can't stand the fact that you you just you found your routine and you found a small group and you found the Christian way of doing some things. And what God is saying is this, when will you let me back in? You, you, come on, y'all, you, you, you know what it's like. You know when you first come to Jesus and you first come into Christ and, 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 and you got tears and I don't know what the church was like that you walked down, but I, I, I got saved in one of them traditional churches. So it's two sets of pews going all the way down. The aisle is there. The choir is singing. The preacher is preaching. And I'm just tears just crying. I just crying, Jesus. I'm making fun, y'all, but think back to when Christ called you out. Or if he called you out. Can we be real for a second? On this, on this, on this little 30 minutes I got, can we be real with a second? Has Christ called you out? Because the social group of Christianity is quickly fading. The social, the social construct of American Christianity is fading. And God is saying this, I want my church to be my church. And what I want from my church is justice. To speak up. To speak up. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but the next verse, he just says this, and you, you, could, you could preach a sermon alone on that one verse on, 20, on 21. Y'all look at, the, look at the times right now. He says, I can't stand these religious meetings, these conferences. We've all seen the flyers that, 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 that are around and uh, who's the biggest speaker that's coming and all these things. If Jesus isn't the main thing, y'all, everything else is sinking sand. Everything else is sinking sand. We've got to get back to where our messages, our, our programming, our entire agenda is, is your kingdom coming through this agenda? Jesus, are you moving through this or is this something I just want to do? Am I just creatively inspired or does your spirit, it's your spirit on this? He said, I'm sick of fundraising schemes. Y'all, we've seen that different moves of the church and the world is seeing that too. You know why we've rendered some ineffective voices? Because the world sees some of this stuff happening and they're like, yo, I see straight through that. I see straight through what's not real. This whole idea that the show must go on. I want to talk to all my brothers and sisters today. I, I got to tell you, the reason why I'm camping here is like this is a sovereign moment we're in. This is a special moment right now. Why? Because several weeks ago, Pastor Alex asked me to speak on this particular Sunday. I had no idea what I was going to speak about. However, God was dealing with me with this very thing even weeks ago. And then this week, 
there are people all over the earth that are being woke up to a reality of, hey, I don't know what I can do, but I know something's wrong. I don't know what I can say, but I know something's wrong. And my thing is, I'm not here to tell you what to say. I'm not here to tell you what to pray. But what I am saying is this, is that if God has put that passion in you, that he's waking you up and he's saying, hey, hey, justice. That's somebody be, that's somebody being oppressed right there. Oh, 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 that 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 right there. And see, what happens is, is when our allegiance is to God and not to political systems, we have to make a choice. I'm telling you right now, everyone that's watching this thing, we're all going to have to make a choice. We have to make a choice that am I going to serve God or am I going to serve politics? Am I going to serve an American way of Christianity or am I going to serve the way? I just believe right now that in the in the atmosphere in this region right now that we're in, we're strategically placed right here in Charlotte for this time is right now. We're not gonna we don't need to sit here and just be uh, fear mongering all day long about Corona and this and that. What if God allowed some things to happen to slow some things down so that you actually might get a chance to now say, see when see when the world was moving super fast and you just busy this and busy that there what there wasn't too much time for you to see something like this I, I want you to understand this racism isn't getting worse I saw this Will Smith quote I got to give him credit because I don't want to get sued but anyways racism isn't getting worse it's getting filmed this week we saw something get filmed and listen that's not an agenda that I'm carrying. It's the heart of the father that says, hey, when you see something being oppressed, if I saw a person of any color, creed, be done to the things that we saw this week. See, I don't, I don't fall for the message that says, oh, you're getting political, JP. Get back to the gospel. The gospel is standing up for the oppressed. If, if that was not it, then God would not say, hey, I want justice. I want you to live right. Micah says it like this. And in Micah, he says this. And, and I don't think you have this, this verse. But essentially, in Micah 6, 8, is you can, you can live this. To, to do right. What is justice? What, what is that? To do right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before God. What, what, what is God asking us to do? He's asking us to allow him to be God in these circumstances. I just pray right now that the Holy Spirit is doing a work in you, how he's done in me. I, I can't tell you how to move. I can't tell you how to feel. But one thing I can say is, is that if the events of this week in our nation, I'm talking from America. I don't know where you're watching it, but I'm talking about if the events from this week in our nation have not at least shook you a little bit. Like I'm, I'm asking you as a brother, I'm impeling, I'm imploring to you. I'm saying, hey, can you just do me a favor and ask God, hey, God. What's going on in the earth? That's why I go back to my first thing that I said to you. I said, hey, has God called you out? Has Christ called you out? Because if Christ in you, it's the same Christ in me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I'm in a different skin tone. The same Christ that's in you is the same Christ that's in me. Listen, I want to help some people out who say, you know what, JP, I understand all this stuff. I understand that this is going on, but I don't know what to say. And I'm just telling you this. If both me and you both witnessed the exact same act of tragedy, we wouldn't be talking. Hey, man, like, how should we how should we say something about it? No, 
you witness the same thing that I witness. And this is the beauty of where we live in right now. We have opportunity to both witness the exact same thing. But then we have an option to speak, to just say, hey, that's, that's wrong. I, I don't know what else to do, but I can tell you that that's wrong. I think that there's this, this idea that gets lost sometimes, especially whenever media begins to drive the conversation. I, I, I want to empower the church today for this. Listen, if we don't frame the conversation around this, something will. If we don't frame the conversation around justice, around reconciliation, around, around people groups coming together, around sin being sin, around oppression being oppression, then guess what? S news media outlets will define it. You don't have to ask if it can happen. It definitely will happen. God goes on to say there in Amos, he says, when was the last time you sang to me? I know that could seem pretty simple on the on the surface, but if we're honest, sometimes we sing to our preferences more than we actually sing and host the presence of God. So therefore, if the song isn't my style or if if I if, if I don't know all the words, then I sit there and say, you know what? I just can't get into that. But I don't worship him because of how I feel. I'm not worshiping him based off of, oh, do I like the music? Is it hype? Is it this? No, no, no. I'm worshiping him because of who he is. Just to that point that some might argue and some might say, hey, JP, I don't, I don't really think that this, I don't think that that's a, a main thing about the gospel. I don't think that God really, I'm like, I'm showing you in the text, but if, if the text isn't good enough, I just want to show you another reference. I want to give you some talking points. I want to give you, I want to just give you a little, a couple more tools. And then I want us to be able to frame our, to, to set our eyes to where that should be. Because right now what I'm doing, I'm, I, I'm just an, I'm analyzing where we are. But how many of you know this? God has not called you to just this moment. He has placed you here, but your eyes are on what he has set for you to do. You're born in this moment. You've been placed in the earth in this time. So, so because you're here, he must have a plan for you. I want you to turn to this. I want you to turn to Psalms 146, verse 2 through 10. Man, if y'all were, were here in person, I'd be like, look, tell your neighbor, say, say look, I'm turning to Psalms. But right now I'm having to preach happy straight to this, you know, straight to this camera and everything. I feel it, man. I feel it. I, and and the, bigger than anything else, I just know that God wants to do a work in the earth. So while we're having this conversation as family, while we're while I'm preaching this, I'm passionate about it. But I'm not passionate from a standpoint of, oh, I just I want people to I, I just want someone to do what I want them to do. No, I want the church to be the church. Psalm 146, starting at verse two, says, I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to God with my dying breath. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. This is a word for us today. Don't put your confidence in powerful people. There is no help for you there. Don't put your confidence in political systems. Don't put your confidence even in a president. Look, we pray for leadership. We pray for authority. We do all of that. But let's not put our, our entire confidence 
and things that can fail us. The next verse says this. He says, when, for when they breathe their last breath, they return to the earth and all their plans die with them. But joyful, come on, somebody say, but joyful are those who have the God of Israel as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord, their God. Come on, y'all right now in this pandemic, we can't afford to sit there and just look at the world as other people do. We have to find a hope that's higher than ours. That's high, that's higher. I'm getting to it. I'm, I'm getting to the point. But I just love how David is writing this here. He's like, look, don't, don't, don't look to these people who are influenced. Don't look to social media influencers for how you're supposed to walk out holiness. Come on, come on, come on. I, I, I know that it looks appealing. I, I know all of these things. I, I know that someone told you that if you just had a, a Bible study, if you just had a devotion and then you did this regimented thing and you did this, you're supposed to have a, 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 a successful Christian life. But somebody is finding themselves at a place where they say, I just need to hear God. And if you're at that place where you say, I just need to hear God, I'm telling you, it's because we have missed place where we are pointing our attention and our affection. And we're trying to point that affection at powerful people. Maybe sometimes it's even with good intentions. Some of us may point our affection and say, you know what, I'm just going to keep getting spiritual fed by, spiritually fed by these preachers that are on the internet and all that stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we have to put our hope, our joy, what makes us feel great, our, our, the fulfillment of our entire life, it has to be in God. He goes on, he says this, he says, he made heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He keeps every promise forever. He gives justice to the oppressed. Come on, circle that again. He gives justice to the oppressed. I don't want you to hear JP's opinion. I want you to hear the word of God because I don't have an opinion that's going to stand forever outside of the word of God. We have to we have to turn these social media comments into conversations at some point. We have to actually move this thing. At some point, we have to say, hey, God, what is your vision in heaven for the earth? And I will not stop until I see that what you said in the earth. So when I'm looking at these news stories, don't get me wrong. I get down sometimes. Sometimes I don't know how to feel. Sometimes I don't know up from down and all these things. God, I'm raising kids in this and all these different things, a pandemic and all these different things. But what God is sitting there just steadying my heart is, is this what did I say to you and can you be faithful to that it goes back to that thing has Christ called you out has he called you out because many of us we say well I don't know what God is saying to me if that's you it's a very real place to be that you might not know what God's saying to you but what I would what I would say to you today what does his word say about him and, what is, and as you begin to read the scriptures and declare his word over your life declare his word over the things that you're praying for we declare his word over this nation we declare his, his word over everything and so today as I'm reading this in Psalms that he gives justice to the oppressed and food to the hungry I'm just reading his characteristics his nature so that, so that when I hear someone say, hey, this isn't central to the message of who God is, I'm like, no, 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 go back to his word. Go back to the word because you will find exactly what we're talking about there.
going home. This is just kind of boasting now about who God is. He says, the Lord frees the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are weighed down. This is what your God does. Come on. The Lord loves the godly. The Lord protects the foreigners among us. Can I stop here for a second? There is an agenda in the earth right now, sent straight from the pit of hell, that is trying to get us to hate foreigners. Hate people that don't look like us. You know why? Because sometimes we're scared of what's different. And if we can just be honest about, sometimes we're just scared. I, I, want, you to, I want you to examine this about theology and your, your, your doctrines. If you're buying into a, an agenda or a media source that is saying something different than the Lord protects the foreigners among us, then we have to take a step back and say, you know what? I know I like this. I know that that's my preference. That's been my routine. But God, you calling me to do something different? I think that's where a lot of people are at. I think that's where the church is today. The church in the world, the church in America, I believe that that's it. Then it goes on to say, he says this. He says, he cares for the orphans and widows, but he frustrates the plans of the wicked. The Lord will reign forever. He will be your God, oh, Jerusalem, throughout the generations. Praise the Lord. That's what we're confident in. We're confident that God is going to be high and lifted up. I'm confident in that. I, I might can't tell you what we're going to do tomorrow. If the Bible even says that's even foolish to do. It's foolish to say, oh, tomorrow I will do this, and then I will make this profit, and then I will do this, and I will, I will, I will. And, and it's not a thing that we don't plan, but we should, we should have a precursor to that, that if the Lord wills it, then that's what I will do. Man. God, we need you. We need you. We, we need you, Holy Spirit. We, we desperately need you. We, we, we don't have time for games anymore. Like, this is a moment that we're in right now that, that requires us to just say, hey, you know what? I know I was doing some things that I didn't realize were, that, that I didn't even realize were, were right. But, but now, God, you're illuminating this to me, so I need to change. Amos, back to Amos. Chapter 7, I want to go here, and I'm going to be closing here in a minute. Amos, in chapter 7, verse 7, he, he says this. He says, then the Lord showed me another vision. I saw the Lord standing beside the wall that had been built using a plumb line. He was using a plumb line to see if it was straight. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? I said, I answered a plumb line. And the Lord replied, I will test my people with this plumb line. I will no longer ignore their sins. I, I, I want to wrap up what this conversation of what we're having today, this sermon, if you will, of all God wants and what he wants is justice. But I want to wrap this up by saying this, this here. What we find in the book of Amos is that God is sitting here telling these people, giving warnings to them about a, a condition, about giving warnings about, about where they have missed it. And what we see is that people are still rebellious even through the warnings. Even through the prophets screaming out, even through the prophets saying, hey, come on, let's let's rejoice in this. Let's let's really get our hearts right. And even through that, the people still find themselves at a place 
where they're choosing their own ways and not God. They're choosing a way that's not just. Even in Amos earlier on, you'll see that they were oppressing people for money. They were, even, even for their own good, they would sell others for money. Y'all, I can't help but bring a very real context to this. Can we please just take our, our lens and we say, God, could this be America? Are there any parallels between what you were saying to Israel and where America is right now? I think right now we stand in a season that is beautiful for this reason. God is awakening his church. He's awakening people. He's awakening young people, old people, all of them. He's awakening. If you got ears to hear, you are troubled. You are st- you, there is something stirring in the waters. And why might God allow a time like this now? he's trying to wake up his church and church I'm, I'm at a place where I'm just saying okay Lord whatever it is whatever it is you want that's what I want to be for and I want us to be in a place where we, we can repent for the things that God is saying to repent for I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. I've heard lots of conversations this weekend. Anyone that knows me knows my heart around reconciliation. And I've heard lots of conversations from, from black people to white people, from white people to black people. And, and it typically goes a little bit like this. The white person says, hey, what, uh, uh, what should I do? What should I say? And, 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 and it might come back from the black person saying this. Oh, you should say this or you should say that. And, and, and for me, I think the thing that we have to do is turn towards Jesus. And we have to be able to repent there first. We have to be able to say, okay, God, this is something that I may, I might not have had, I might not have had awareness of before. I might have thought that that was just something of the past before, but now God, I see that that's your heart. And if it's your heart, I want it to be my heart. And so I'm not trying to reconcile to my brother without Christ. I need to go to Christ so that Christ in us can now be hope. It can manifest itself in hope. But what happens in the world is we try to manufacture this on our own. And so we want to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to do this panel where I'm going to deal with some surface issues. And I just think that God is, he's calling us to that. He's saying, hey, go deeper, go deeper, go deeper. Amos says this about the Plumon. He says this, and the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? He said, I see the plumb line. And the Lord said, I will test my people by this. Do you know what a plumb line is for? That if anything is out of square, out of if it's out of square, you can't build on it. So the plumb line is making sure that everything you're building is straight. We can't build on a falsity of who Christ is. We can't build on a, found, on a foundation not thinking that God is for justice, that God doesn't care about this, this little things out here. Oh, well, can we just get, can we just get back to the, the good old message of, of what we used to know and all these things? The answer simply is this. No, we can't because we're in a different day right now. And right now that I believe prophetically all over that God is causing these times right now to agitate the womb, to agitate the bride of Christ so that there is there is fertile ground for what he's wanting to bring through, what he's wanting to bring through his church into the earth. And you're a part of that. If you're a part of the church of Jesus Christ, you are a part of that. I just can't help but 
think about this, and this this is really my my last thing as I hear those verses from Amos at the beginning where God just simply says, hey, do you know what I want? I want justice. Oceans of it. Fairness or righteousness and rivers of that. I can't help but think that in this time, there has to be some point of reflection where we say, you know what, JP, like, I don't I don't have all the answers, but I do recognize there's some problem in the world. And if I've ever contributed to I don't I might not even have known that I did. But I, I want to be open to what God's heart is here. If that's you, look, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm an expert on anything. I'm just sitting there telling you I'm your brother and I'm going to keep it real with you. Keep it raw because God is doing something on the earth. And I would hate for you to miss that for the sake of thinking that that these things are just happenstance and all their all their agenda driven or, or different things like that. And so what I'm what I'm just believing for right now is that God is going to use our church, our church specifically, to be a seed in the ground that, that he can trust us with his plan of heaven here. That he can trust us with saying, God, we'll have hard conversations if it means hard conversations. If we don't understand it, if, we, if, 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 if there are certain things that we're standing ignorant of, God, we want to be found to be a place that that's who we are. I just believe that about him. You know, I, I, I think about teenagers and you guys have a great opportunity. You don't have some of the barriers that previous generations had. I know my generation, we didn't have nowhere near the barriers that previous generations had. But I think about these teenagers and I think about, hey, what would happen if you begin to really see people how God sees them and then affirm them as God sees them as well? And you begin to champion what God says at your school, at, at wherever your place of influence is. And what happens, parents, when we're in our places of work and we don't stop at the stereotypes of people and we really we really just are present there, not only as Christians in America, but we're present there as sons and daughters welcoming people into a family. You know, that's the beauty of Christianity is that we're a family. We welcome the misfits. We welcome people that aren't like us. Why? Because Christ welcomed us. I don't know any one of you as I'm as I know I've said I'm closing three times, but this is it. I promise. I don't know any of you who would be where you are. If you're not of Jewish descent, none of all of us would be doomed. Why? Because we were not the chosen people. Yet still, God saw fit that through Christ Jesus, Jesus says this, that we've all been grafted in. We've been grafted in now as sons. He calls us sons. He don't call us stepkids. He don't call us the, kid, the kids from over there, the kids from the other side of the track. But he calls us his sons daughters and that's the family of Jesus so church we in America church all over the world we got some repenting to do but if there's any way that we have held up ideals that do not call people sons we repent father that's our prayer right now God we come to you and we just say, God, if there's anything in us, God, that we are blinded by, if there's any lifestyle in us that we are trying to protect, if there's any place that we're trying to find safety outside of you, God, help us right now, God. Help us right now to come to you and say, Lord, we, we desperately need you. Help us to respond to you, God. That's what, we, that's what our heart desires is that we would hear you and respond to you. Hear you and respond to you. That's all. That's what you want, God. You, you want justice, but you are justice, God. You are justice. So God, help us, Lord God.
in these days to come, Lord God. Help us be have an ear, one ear to heaven and one ear to culture, and help us speak your word. Without fear, help us tell the truth, God, to the world around us. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I hope you guys have a good uh, rest of your Sunday.